Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Lost in the Groove with your host, Mike and Dave. Today, we'll be talking about life, society, as well as we can make things better, start a new day for a better tomorrow. Let's continue with the intro music so we can start today's podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to Lost in the Groove. Uh, today is Season 3, Episode 5. Uh, we are going to be talking about CBD products. Uh, like always, guys, please be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash lostinthegroove to help support this channel and also for us to meet you guys and be able to create a community so we know what you guys are talking about and also know what kind of content you guys want to see next. Uh, wow. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting podcast because we haven't done this before where, I mean, you sell products, CBD products, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I did stalk your website just a tad, and I think it would be a good <laughs> idea. To, That's good. Somebody's gonna... coming to the site. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be a good idea for us to talk about the products that you sell. And also being able to kind of understand the different kinds of products. You know, like you're mentioning uh, broad spectrum and then uh, full spectrum was one of those uh, among topical creams, gummies, gummies, uh, and capsules. (laughs) Only if you're French. (laughs) Only if you're French. God damn it. So... You got to eat the gummies. Uh, dude, man. Gummies. Uh, so um, to kind of start this off, you're mentioning uh, like what are the different forms of CBD? So uh, there are several things to consider when looking at CBD now more than ever. There are more products on the market. Most okay and some complete trash. We talked about this where some of them are just hemp seed oil extract or some other kind of a byproduct of some sort. So they've kind of put in there and kind of mislabeled the product in order to make the right choice. We need to have a basic understanding of the different forms of type of CBD formulations. So meaning like um, topical creams, gummies, don't do it uh, as well as other, other forms. Like I think also they sell CBD oil and CBD flour, if not mistaken. Uh So I consider those applications and, you know, you had started off by saying like, I sell these products. Like, no, I sell solutions to your problems. That's what I do. Well, Um, when I, when I say, when I say, (laughs) when I say products, I mean that it's a product. It's a good, I I know you're out to help people and make sure everybody's okay. And to give them the right things that they need, what works (laughs) as for their own personal um, circumstances. But, but those are but but those are all applications. To be very specific, yeah. you know, a topical is an application. A uh, gummies are an application. Gummies, uh, gummies. <laughs> uh, so how you how you would approach that um, depends on what you feel most comfortable with, and of course, depending on what you're trying to address. But when we're talking about formulations, there's three types that um, 
we can identify. The first one is the isolate, and that that has become the most prominent as it's become uh, the most federally compliant. It's uh, just as it sounds, CBD isolated by itself, no other cannabinoids. Um, and there are people that find that to be beneficial. It works for some people, uh, probably more than some. I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I gotta say that for the most part, the reason why this is the most prevalent product, you know, is simply just regulation, depending on the state you're in. If you want to participate, you want to manufacture CBD, uh, that this is the only option that you'll have, depending on where you I are. I mean, don't they already, so I've seen this, where don't they already strip CBD to like, you know, CBD, uh, CBG, CBN, uh, CBA, and they do this and they make different products out of these different components. I mean, is it so bad that they make a completely separate product that's just CBD and nothing else? I mean, it's not a problem. It's but we're when we're talking about CBD and we're let's say go back a decade. This this was this was the first hurdle is regulation and accessibility and um, uh, building consumer confidence. So isolate was the beginning. When you're talking about these other forms of uh, of these cannabinoids, those are applications. You know, somebody wants a sleep aid, they would take CBN and um, Maybe it'll work for them. Maybe is CBN like a melatonin alternative? Is that is that what it right. is? Or you would take both. You could take melatonin and CBN and see if that's improving your quality of sleep and uh, if you're waking up more refreshed. Uh, the the CBG that's a like kind of a neuroprotectant type of compound uh, Im- improves uh, memory and focus and various things. If that's what you needed, instead of drinking Monster or Red Bull to improve your performance, you can try that. So applications. Um, when we're talking about just CBD, the isolate was the most prominent uh, because it's in the, it was the early stages. You know, Even by 2015, 2016, that uh, due to a lot of regulation, that was majority of all the product you could find on the market. Uh, and no one was labeling it as such because then it would just confuse more people. Uh, so it was just CBD. You didn't know that it was an isolate and that it was missing everything else. It was just labeled as CBD, zero THC. That's all you needed to know. Again, mostly about consumer confidence, making it uh, accessible, uh, helping people feel feel comfortable with it. But over time, you'll see companies like uh, Social CBD, they rebranded. They used to be select, and the the purpose of their rebranding was to uh, have a differentiation between their cannabis business and their CBD wellness business. Um, but uh, they do offer the uh, the other alternatives. Green Roads has been doing this ten years. They offer mm-hmm. alternatives. Charlotte's Web. Pop Wait a minute. So are Lee. these are these companies that you? that you use or are these companies that you just know off the top of the head that you've done experience with? Oh, no, I work with, I work, I I've worked with green roads, the the longest, they were like one of the first going back a decade. 
uh, one of the first brands to have a licensed pharmacist take it seriously enough to start her own company. Um, Select, I've worked with them for years, um, as well as various other brands. The other two, they don't, they don't come into our market anymore. So Charlotte's Web and Papa Barclays, they want nothing to do with the head shop world. And it's because it's so cutthroat. Um, they'll buy these products and then they'll drop their prices so they can compete aggressively in the market among other head shops or smoke shops or CBD shops. And uh, so they recognized this after some years in and they said, okay, forget it. We don't, we don't even want our products in your stores. So God knows I've tried, I've tried to get. Charlotte's so they, web. they sell everything on their website, Charlotte's uh, web. But they'll also, they're also willing to put their products in wellness stores only. They just will not touch smoke shop, head shop industries anymore because of, because of those reasons. So what is the difference between <clears throat> somebody like you? And then we're going to cover also the other um, types of products, you know, like, uh, you were mentioning, uh, what's it called? Um, broad spectrum as well as full spectrum. Correct. So you as a person that owns a smoke shop, okay, which has CBD experience, you've worked with the products, you've dealt with it for the past 10 years compared to a wellness center uh, that primarily works with, uh, you know, you said CBD wellness, ones that work in CBD healing, different types of uh, applica- applications like you uh, – like you um, you said earlier. So what is the main difference? So when a person thinks of, okay, if I go to a smoke shop and I know somebody there has experience with this product, but I can go also to a wellness, uh, CBD wellness place, what are the pros and cons for both? I mean, there aren't really any. It's just the perception of the, of the purchaser. You can walk into a wellness store and buy a product and get very little information because they don't know what they're talking about. Same goes if you walk into a smoke shop. You can buy a CBD product because you heard about CBD, but walk out of there with more questions than answers because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. So how does a person know as a consumer what to look out for? And having this idea now, knowing that doesn't really matter where you're going, but what are the things that you need to know when you're walking in there? Ask questions. What kind of what kind of questions? Some of the stuff we'll talk about today, like, you know, you carry CBD. Yes. What kind? And then then depending on how they answer that, you know, you you might be able to suspect right away if they're full of shit or they know what they're talking about. Or or, Or they're half full of shit. I mean, again, more questions. So like if they if they start off with like we have isolates, we have broad spectrum, we have full spectrums and then different different applications. Like yeah. The, the language is important. Mm-hmm. You know, if you walked into your doctor's office and they were speaking like a schmuck, would you would you take the drugs they give you? You know, uh, depends on kind of drug. Come on, man. Uh, we've talked about this in previous. Episodes. Yeah. Stay off the pharmaceuticals if you don't need to be there. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there's some party drugs that, you know, you, you just it's got to be it's got to be pharmacy. Ooh, la, la, baby. Like G- Ending. Like, yes. Like GHB. Oh, man. <laughs> so <clears throat> going into this. So now, you know, we've kind of given you guys the basis of where we're kind of going with this in regards to products. So now we're at the point of where you're ready to approach the store 
and you're going to try to figure out what products you should be looking <coughs> at what products probably are not that beneficial to your situation. So to start this off, the second item on the list of CDB products is broad spectrum CBD. It's a next level and has shown to be more effective among most users. This is due to the fact it encompasses all natural cannabinoids found in hemp or cannabis minus THC. That's correct. The, yeah. Right. So the THC levels in these products are below federally le- regulated standards. Okay. So you're not saying that it doesn't have any THC, but it's a, it's a low enough level that has zero effect. Zero effect and will not come up in any screenings either if you're tested by your employer or doctor or whomever. Okay. And then, you know, it says over here. Okay. So if I'm getting this right, so the regulated standard for THC in these products is 0.03%. But the entire contents of a product for, okay. So for example, okay. If you have a product of CBD contains 30 milliliters of oil in the bottle. Okay. What, what kind of size are we talking about? Like 30 milliliters, 30 milliliters is like this. I mean, yeah, that's exactly 30 milliliters. It's exactly 30 milliliters. Okay. Yeah. So in a bottle like this, I know you guys can't see <clears throat> this, but I can see this. So I need a diagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 0.03% of THC is is for the entire bottle. No- Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's nothing. That's very little. That's extremely low. Okay. So yet okay, now I understand this. Okay. So Elaborate on this. What what exactly is broad spectrum CBD? I mean, just as it sounds, I mean, it's uh, it has more of the cannabinoids that uh, were. What, what kind of cannabis? What kind of cam- cannabinoids are we talking about? Um, a lot of what we've talked about the the CBN, the CBA, the CBG, uh, the the tree of cannabinoids is pretty large in general. So. Uh, we're going to focus on the main ones. I'm going to keep on poking questions like a goddamn poker. (laughs) But uh, it's your job to do so. Oh, hell yeah. Poke away. (laughs) So, okay. So when we think of, when we think of broad spectrum, okay. Are the applications different than we're going to cover this soon. We're going to cover full spectrum. Is there is there a difference? No, no, not at all. Like, let's take a let's take a disposable vape pen of CBD. You can put an isolate in that vape pen. You can put a broad spectrum. You can put a full spectrum. The same would be said about an oil, a tincture, a um, edibles. I mean, capsules. It, it really the it's the medium the medium of application. Uh, is just how you want to get it into your system. But the formula is dependent on just a few factors, like what states is it getting distributed in? Are they legal to distribute broad spectrum or, or full spectrum? Is it, is it again, like what you want? Those are questions that consumers need to ask is, well, I get, I get fed, you know, tested by my employer frequently. And if I take a broad spectrum with 0.03% aggressively, I might build up, you know, enough THC in my system 
over a period of time that it might show up even in small amounts. Will it, will it get you fired? Probably not, but it's something to consider that it is building up. If Yeah. I mean, the thing to understand is where CBD is not technically what we call cannabis. You're not taking flour and hitting a bong. And I mean, not like us hippies. No, not like us hippies. <laughs> but uh, that, that's the thing is CBD is a different approach. It's, it's part of the medicinal uh, tree, so, so called, if you want to put it like that. And with medicinal. With medicinal, <laughs> with medicinal plants, you get different types of properties. You know, we kind of covered at the beginning cannabis. Now we're kind of covering CBD. We kind of gave you guys an idea of what CBD is in the last episode. Be sure to check that out. Yes, I'm putting some clickbait in the actual podcast. Oh, my God, I'm wonderful. Uh, but now we're focusing on the CBD products themselves. So we have an idea now of the broad spectrum, okay? <clears throat> we mentioned earlier that there's another, there's broad spectrum and full spectrum. So third is full spectrum CBD, and this has shown to be the most effective or greater majority of users, especially long-term. This formulation encompasses every cannabinoid, including, ah, including THC, the addition of THC is what improves it, its effectiveness. Overall, as these compounds has have always interacted together in the body. Okay, the only problem I have with full spectrum is it just sounds like just straight up flour. I mean, it's, it, yeah, but it's not. It's not going to get you high. This is again. These are for people who don't want to get high. Okay, so. Then elaborate on this. So exactly how much THC is in full spectrum CBD? Um, it depends on the product, depends on the company. A okay, but is, is there a variation number that kind of lines up? Like, for example, like it's either like, you know, 0.5% and then some are 0.6 or some are 0.4. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So some are going to be within the, st- uh, the standard, the federal standard 0.03% for the entire content. Some will do more depending on the state uh, and some will do less. Understand that um, the component of just the THC and the addition of it, um, regardless of uh, regardless of uh, like the quantity of it is what really makes it that much more potent. But a lot of people would ask like, well, then why shouldn't I just use broad spectrum? Well, the reason why broad spectrum doesn't fall into the same category as full is rather simple to me. It's, it's below federal standards. They're not saying it's 0.3 or sorry, the companies that manufacture it aren't saying that it's 0.03%. They're saying it's below that, which makes it federally compliant. Whereas full spectrum products are 0.03% or above. And a lot of them, uh, will generally show the test results, the lab reports. Okay, of- so I, I, I hear you on this, but here's my problem with this. I, I have a bottle of vape juice in it, and it was exactly 30 milligrams, and you said that that's actually the correct size. So 
So what basically happens is in this case is when you have a number like that, 0.3, in a model that big and it's so low, what is going to be the effectiveness, even if it is full spectrum? I get it. It's, it's above and below, but it's still a very low number. So how is that THC still going to be beneficial? It's just the way it interacts. I mean, it's, it's pretty So you important. mean to tell me that that low of a number interacts with that amount of CBD, even though it's probably 100 times larger in volume compared to how much THC is in there? Can you rephrase that? I, w- I just want to make sure I understand the, the So the level of CB, you know, cannab- cannabinoids, the different compounds that are in the oil, okay, compared to the level of THC, the CBD is greater about 100 times in volume compared to the THC. Because you look at the mass, it's 30 milligrams. It's only 0.3 of 30 milligrams. It's actual THC. 30 milliliters. 30 milliliters, sorry. Yeah, milliliters. Milliliters, sorry. Milligrams is referring to concentration. Yeah, right. Liquids are milliliters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Well, uh, it does make a difference. If it didn't, they wouldn't they wouldn't be spending so much money and time developing these products. So, you know, the the chances that uh, they're exactly the same are very low because then you're what are you like? What are you manufacturing? Then it's also your reputation on the line, um, not to mention just here in California, like we have a lot of full spectrum uh, products and varying applications. It's, it is noticeable. People do notice it. I've seen it over the decade. Someone will try an isolate. They're like, yeah, that was, that was good. It helped my symptoms. And then we adjust and we find out if we can do it better, depending on uh, the, the severity of the situation. And when they make a, a switch over to broad spectrum or full spectrum, if they're open to that, uh, they, they see a massive difference in the improvement of those symptoms um, almost immediately. So it's, uh, of course, it's going to depend on biology. It's going to depend on the person's needs. That's why they separated the products. Like a truck driver, commercial truck driver can't take full spectrum. He won't risk it, even though he knows or he's being educated that uh, chances of having it come up positive are low, even for broad spectrum, the chances are low, but they still need something that's helping them. They stick with isolate. The companies that manufacture isolate understand this very well, that our clients are very uh, critical about this thing, about this aspect and we're not going you know we can't compromise and so, okay, so there's, there's basically a dominant a dominant power in the cbd industry and if i get this correctly it's isolate is on the top they're the most powerful party due to this factor of people do not want to get you know in trouble or criminalized because they have cannabis some thc yeah some THC, thc in their system yeah. And then kind of below that, the, the next tier would be broad spectrum because they're saying, hey, hey, you know, we still have THC, but it's below federal regulations. So you have nothing to worry about. 
Correct. And then you have the bottom tier that's being crushed by the two top ones, which is full spectrum, which are like, we're below, you know, the regulation, but we're guaranteeing you're not going to get high. You're right. I mean, if you're a regular person, who are you going to believe? The full spectrum? They're putting THC in there above regulation. Like, they're not even taking any precautions. But then I I look at... But that's, again, that's... These are the questions a user has to answer. Like, that's why they're giving you three options. I mean, you you know, you've got apples to apples, regular apples or organic apples. You make the decision if you want to pay more money for it, you know, but you're being hey, told. So isolate is more expensive than full spectrum? No, no. Sometimes they're the same price depending on the company. Sometimes full spectrum costs more. Um, sometimes broad spectrum costs more. I mean, it just depends on... Um, who's making it the processes they went through to make it and what they want for it for for all that work and research and development Mm -hmm. Uh, but ultimately i mean this is what we're talking about is you have choices you go to the grocery store you have choices between regular and organic i mean here you have choices you have to decide do you want the isolate is does that fit your needs better or do you think broad spectrum would work better for you? And you're, you know, and you know that uh, because it's below federal standards and it's been lab tested, it can be, um, it can be substantiated through lab work that, you know, you can take that risk. Or let's say you're self-employed and you're like, I don't give a damn one way or another. Give, you know, give me the full spectrum. I need the most benefit and uh, value as I can possibly get out of uh, the approach. Yeah, so this is the whole thing that we're trying to explain over here is we're now you walk into the uh, CBD wellness shop or you walk into a smoke shop and now you understand the differences of when you hear products like isolate, full spectrum and broad spectrum. And we kind of created this tier where isolates at the top, broad spectrum is in the middle and full spectrum is on the bottom. They're all great products, and they're all going towards the same approach, which is giving you a CBD product. But depending on your view, you're seeing it from a different lens of where full spectrum is not giving you the full guarantee you need that you're not going to show a positive on a cannabis test. Whereas isolate CBD is telling you you have that guarantee. It's up to you to make that choice, but just remember what you're giving up to make that choice. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, sometimes we have to do things because that's how we feel and that's what we feel is the right thing for us. But that doesn't eliminate your choice, knowing each of the products of what they're available, and what they can do for you. Uh, right. Guys, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back. See you guys in a bit. All right, guys, we are back uh, talking today about CBD products, giving you guys the advice and also the knowledge, you know, when you're walking into a CBD wellness shop or a smoke shop or uh, wherever you fancy. Yes, I got a little English there for a second. Uh, We're going to focus on, you know, which one is for me. You know, now I know there's isolate. I know there's full spectrum. I know there's broad spectrum. What do I buy? 
What do I shove up my ass? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, man. So this is a question everybody needs to answer for themselves. You know, it, the whole thing about medicinal healing is it's very personal. It's adapted to your own personal needs. So as each individual's needs will vary, the main question would be, what is the desired outcome if you were to use CBD? Depending on how you answer this, the next question would be, what is the severity of the circumstance? Is it one through 10? You know, is 10 the extreme or one not so bad? These questions will help narrow down the choices and the applications. The next questions you would need to answer for yourself is, do I need to be concerned with having that any amount of THC in my system? Depending on the work you do, the drug screenings required by your employer may require you to have zero THC in your system, where for others, their employers may allow some within federal limits or don't care at all. Once you've made it this far, you can begin to figure out which one may be the right choice. So that's a very important point is when you're in the store, now you understand what's available. Understanding now the products you should be looking at, you know, also taking into account about your employer of where you work at, right? Where if your employer requires that zero THC, you're kind of only stuck with isolate. And you're only focusing on the isolate products. You mentioned earlier that all the products are primarily the same, just with the uh, reduction of THC. You know, ones do have and and ones don't. Uh, So what applications should I use? Do you kind of want to elaborate of the the products that are available uh, that you work with? or know of? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, I usually start with a ton of questions. And I think this is where I uh, get people kind of uh, realizing like they've walked into a place that is far from typical. Um, they realize like, they're, you know, it's not just a smoke shop. Um, but the reason why I ask so many questions is just to understand like the circumstance. Well, like, why are you here? What are you expecting to get out of CBD? And it's the very first question. And depending on that answer, like it's, it's an important one. I need to, I need to know that answer from people. So that way I can uh, determine if their expectations are within reason or do they have um, unreasonable expectations of what they can, you know, expect to get out of using it. So when, you know, once I have an answer on that, if let's say it's really unreasonable, well, we try to educate and get them back on track to understanding, like, this is what it is. This is generally what people can expect. But, um, you know, some people have very severe situations and this may not work for them. I mean, I don't, I don't like talking people out of what they may want to try, but you know, I've got to tell you the truth about it. So basically it's important. So even if people want to experiment, 
it is still important that you give over that information that this not might not be the right product for them, even though they may want to try it. Is that right. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I do have other plant-based solutions that uh, may be a better application for what they're what they're seeking. So but I mean, th- yeah, I mean, this is what we're covering. I mean, I, I didn't call this season cannabis because it's not. We're covering medicinal plants. Right. CBD happens to be one of those. But you're right. I mean, there are other medicinal plants people should be aware of. You know, we're covering CBD because this one's important. But just remembering there are other products available. We're going to cover those in later episodes in the season. But there are all those. Yeah. But that's the reason why I ask those questions. So like application wise, you know, just just like what you're seeing in front of you, um, you know, somebody with mild social anxiety let's say on a level of one to 10, let's say the number is three, you know, mine is about mine is about six or seven. Depends. Yeah. For you, like a six, seven, if that's every single day and it's multiple times a day, you know, you might want to consider something stronger or something that's 25 milligrams a dose or um, 40 milligrams of dose. Yeah, we'll, um, yeah, we're going to cover, we're going to cover exactly, you know, determining the dosage that's, that's, that's correct a little bit later on. Uh, but application wise, like, yeah, for you, you know, let's say a seven every single day, multiple times a day, that's a lot of stress to deal with. Uh, what, you know, what would be the best application? Well, generally, you know, for something like social anxiety of that nature at that scale, I would turn to vaping. The reason for that application is because of how fast the delivery system is. Doesn't mean the other options won't work. It's just that you feel that anxiety. You want to be able to address it within seconds or minutes of feeling it, or even, uh, or even, let's say, um, uh, preemptively. Like you, you, you sense something coming on before it turns into a panic mode. I. You can go take a, a hit out of this vape pen. Or yeah, two. I mean, you did have, make an interesting point where there are other alternatives. I actually haven't really used any CBD products, primarily because of the uh, conditions I deal with. I do need THC. I do need a, a quite a number of it. However, we've talked about this but when I was in California with the with the cannabis that I was smoking. I just felt awful. I never felt that bad from cannabis before. I wow. just was confused, conflicted. Um, I, I couldn't do anything and I normally can't. And I think it's primarily because I, I do need that balance. So that's also the thing about like, you know, thinking of these products as well is CBD is one option. THC is another However, you know, we all need to figure out what's beneficial to us. And one way of doing this is learning from experiences. Like we both are, you know, we both have our experience. You have your experience with your customers, uh, as well as things that you've tried and you've tested and seen how they've, how they've worked. You've mentioned you've gone to some of their, some companies to see how some of their stuff that they make. I remember you were mentioning uh, one company that worked on the, uh, oil, uh, you're telling me with THCA. I remember this was a few episodes before. So I'm just saying, like, with your experience on this, 
what do you think would be the general approach if somebody's walking into the shop or the smoke shop, whatever the case may be, and are like, well, I want to try CBD, but you know that there are other alternatives. How would you approach them to those other alternatives? Instead of deterring them away from CBD, you're just giving them other options. I mean, that's just how they answer the questions. There's, you know, five, 10 minutes of just straight questions, trying to understand like, okay, you're here, you, you want something, you're dealing with something in your life that uh, is making it difficult for you to uh, be productive or sleep better, or just in general, stress, anxiety, depression. Okay. Uh, all, the, all the wonderful flavors we have in our- In our society. In our yeah. society. Yeah, I remember when anxiety used to just be a symptom, not an illness. Well, it's, it's an illness now. It's it's a serious thing. Um, yeah. Did, you know, how did it become that? Did it become an illness because now it's easier to prescribe medications for? And so like, ah, I have just the thing for you. I you mean, know? you know, that's kind of the thing with depression. It's where people are like, oh, you know, take antidepressants. That's great for some people. But for me, one thing I found personally was a therapeutic approach, you know, having a a therapist and trying to figure out ways of combating the depression and figuring a different plan. People will be angry with me and tell me, well, oh, that's that's a bad thing to say. Now you're promoting people to get off antidepressants where they can become really bad. I'm not saying that everybody chooses what they want to do. That's your choice. But when you're approaching an option, Throwing a pill is not fixing the problem. That's also the thing about cannabis and THC and CBD and medicinal plants entirely. They're not creating a cure of all of your problems. They can't cure all of your problems. All they're doing is, is giving you a tool, a tool that you can use to help make things easier. Now, You may think it's nuts that I smoke cannabis every single podcast, but here's the thing. My mind is a cluster of dust balls that get mumble jumbled every single time sentences come out of my mouth. I cannot do this podcast without smoking. I've realized this, not that I can't function or I can't operate. It's where I need to be in a certain state of mind for me to be able to do this. So I'm able to give you guys the accurate information that you need so we can all be on the same page. That's the whole point of this. Well, you know, something you said about treating these symptoms, you know, I I have, I have taken antidepressants when I was a young teen and it did do the job for the most part but you know what it didn't do? It didn't help me identify why I felt the way I did. And I think as a 13, 14 year old, that would have been a lot more helpful uh, for my for my life, you know, moving forward as an uh, as a young adult, that would have been a, a much more powerful tool or insight. But I think this is one of the problems that we have in our world overall is that uh, it's easier to uh, satisfy the the need to 
mitigate those symptoms and reduce them and help people get back to productivity. Uh, but it dismisses the, the, the nature of why people feel the way they do. It's, Correct. it's like, yeah. look, don't worry about why just take this so that you can get back to work and pay your bills. And that that's the whole, <clears throat> that's kind of why I feel there's a lot of negativity not from a uh, a personal or a, a people's a nation's level. It's more of a government level of this stuff allows people to be too free. That's what it's about. It's allowing people to have alternatives. There's nothing wrong with modern medicine. I, I don't have any problem with it. But why do we have to be restricted? Why do we have to be limited? There are many doctors that recommend supplements, vitamins, uh, different types of minerals that are good for you. What's the difference of adding medicinal plants to the list? You know, the whole purpose of us being humans and having the freedom to do what we want and be who we want and be able to have a health regimen that works best, best for us. Isn't it beneficial to all of us to have this ability of this is also an alternative None of this are cures. I love how people are like, oh, pills are cures. No, they're not. I take a pill. I have, um, I have hyperthyroidism. I take a pill. It doesn't cure my disease. I take that pill for the rest of my life. Nothing I'm going to do is going to change that. I take that pill. It's not curing anything. It's just yeah. replacing my thyroid. Yeah, but it keeps you alive. And, it keep, you know, right. You know, you know if, I, if I had the... If somebody gave me the choice, if in a very bad situation and I needed medical attention, they're like, doctor or no doctor? Like, no, give me a fucking doctor. Yes, <laughs> doctors are good. Modern medicine is good. It definitely has its application. You're you're uh, one, you know, an example of that is that you have a condition and without the right application, your life would be a lot harder. To, to live, to... Oh, I wouldn't live. Well, there you are then. Yeah, I mean, your thyroid that is... That. Yeah, I mean, your thyroid is a lot more important than people think it actually is. And actually, it's a pretty common disease, especially now. But uh, it's true. And, you know, that's also like the thing with alternatives. You move away from pharmaceuticals. You know, you have your pill form as well as other... Uh, pharmaceuticals also have topicals, uh, sprays, among others. <clears throat> However, when you move towards uh, medicinal plants, primarily with cannabis, and now we're dealing with CBD, you do have all of these different variations of things you can take that are all for different types of uh, purposes, needs, uh, pains. Uh, you know, some of the examples we kind of put down was um, edibles everybody's most common too, like the gummies, uh, brownies, cookies, stuff like that. Uh, smokable, smokable flowers. Another one it's where it's flour, but the THC is bit, that's what they do. They extract the THC from the, the flour. Is that what they, no, they, they have found ways to grow, um, CBD flour from hemp. So traditionally cannabis comes from the female can't, you know, plant it's cannabis it's the flower of the female plant but 
genetically, I think they have found ways to um, get the male plants to produce now. So, oh, oh my God. So it's a queer. Oh my God. So it's queer. It's sure. gay. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. We figured gay. out a way of allowing gay people <laughs> to be pregnant people. Woo! Gay, gay weed. Gay you weed. Know? Oh, this I mean, is beautiful. I mean, that's in, in essence, that's what happened. That's, I mean, this is where we see other byproducts as well, which we'll cover in later episodes too. But, okay. you know, this, yeah. what we were going through, like you were just asking me, we were going through these processes. Well, you know, anxiety, that is a, an application I would turn to. Let's say somebody came in and they're like, hey, I deal with a lot of arthritis. Like, okay, is it localized to one area or is it, you know, the entire body? How long? Do you, do you take anything for it? Something prescribed? I mean, these are all questions I, I would typically right. ask. So like you, you, you prescribed uh, for my mom was topical. Uh, so topical creams, I'm assuming are primarily used for like arthritis in specific locations, right. uh, as well as pain due to, you know, like a torn meniscus in your knee, uh, you know, uh, what do you call that uh, in your hips? Uh, we're at the the bones. Oh, the the bones conjoin where they're rubbing against each other, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, when we're talking about serious situations. Oh no no no, that's not that's not really. It, it's it's. I mean, I have to do surgery, but the problem with it is, and after like the recovery and all of it is still quite painful. So yeah, people. Just, some, it w- I don't think it would. I don't think it, it would be as effective. Let's say you're totally against prescription medication, then sure, use the topical, use the ingestible too, uh, use them together. Um, and it's likely to be expensive. But if you're trying to be pain free because of, you know, a, a post surgery, or so you would be using two products instead of one. I mean, if you were against taking prescription, you know, painkillers, like no, take the painkillers. This is not, you know, CBD is not a painkiller. Um, it can help reduce uh, some of those symptoms, like so, example, does it reduce? Okay, so is it reducing the pain receptors that are in your body? No, that's why it's not a painkiller. What it's doing is it's targeting inflammation. Number one, let's say it's topical, right? Mm-hmm. For your for your mom, it was her legs, right? She she has trouble walking, and yeah, my mom has um, my mom has vertigo. Okay. She also had knee surgery that was botched up really terrible. My mom has uh, lower back problems with her spine and um, she has problems with her knees where they lock. Okay. So, I mean, th- these are generally pretty serious circumstances. I mean, what would be required is pain medication. She to- still takes a pain medication. I mean, I was yeah. able to get her down to, uh, she was on, I think six or seven. She's down yeah. to five. That's good. Uh, yeah, that, that's been. Th- see, that's another point we're bringing up. And, you know, we're going to kind of go through the other uh, types of products you can find on shelves is it's not replacing. I mean, you still need your medication, but it's helping you reduce things that you don't necessarily need. It's a, yeah, there's that aspect. There's also um, let's say you don't want to let's say you don't need to for somebody who walks in and says, you know what? I run a lot. I have arthritis in my knees only like, cool. The topical might be enough. It's targeted. As soon as you feel it, you can apply it and you'll, you'll get relief. Just like what your mom has experienced with the cream that Acceptal makes. 
Um, they're they're very serious. Uh, you gonna company. send me send me send me the link. I'm gonna put it into the uh, description so you guys can check them out. They're a really good company. I mean, we've used a couple of products, also the the capsules. Right. Uh, yeah, they're really they're really good. I mean, so I mean, we kind of gone over, you know, topicals. We mentioned smokable flour. There's also concentrates as well as vapes. Okay, so, what is it? What are the difference between concentrates and vapes? Because I thought when you say concentrate, I'm thinking of the juice they put in vapes. No, so that's a that's a vapeable oil, and it's um, and it's definitely got some mixtures to make it vapeable. It's ne- it's kind of necessary if you want that option. But if we're talking about concentrate, like you've taken a dab before, right? That's the type of concentrate we're talking about. Wait a minute, they literally make shatter in CBD form? Yep. Yeah, I offer that too. There's people that, so I have clients of mine that still dab regular uh, THC uh, shatter or wax or crumble, but um, because there's no CBD in there, they need a balance. So they'll take a dab of some CBD afterwards and it really helps them kind of make up for the lack of interesting it's a it's a big difference for a lot of dabbers out there who have begun to sense there's something missing and you know what um they're the way they're feeling isn't great like it's not a it's not necessarily a a physical health thing but they're noticing their anxiety levels are worsening the the thc levels are incredibly high in in the shatter uh, but there's no cannabinoids that would like kind of offset. THC is a mild psychotropic, very mild. It, it, it's interesting because in comparison <laughs> to like let's say LSD, it's it's a mild psychotropic. However, when you bump it up well, to seventy, I mean, acid is um, acid is different because you know when you have like psilocybin, which is in mushrooms. Uh, one of the key components of hallucinogenins is potency. Hallucinogenins are very potent and they multiply by thousands in a matter of milliseconds. It's an incredible, it's an incredible compound. Whereas as far as I know with CBD, it works a little bit more differently. It doesn't uh, multiply as quickly, so it's not as uh, what was the use? Uh, what was the word that I use? A potent. It's not as potent. It yeah. works, but it's but not it, as potent. But yeah, that, we are talking about different things, though. The of course. Why, but the reason why I bring up THC being a psychotropic, um, a very mild one, is like yeah, twenty percent. It's tolerable, and you don't think you're tripping at seventy, eighty, ninety percent. It's, it's a different story. Um, maybe it's not the type of visual trip, but there is something going on there chemically too. I mean, they have identified that um, it falls within that category. However, ultimately, that is, the, that is how concentrates being used in terms of CBD. If we're looking at some of the, like the gummies, I don't recommend gummies to anybody. I don't sell them. There's a reason why I don't sell them. Uh, at least not in store, but um, they're not they're not that effective. They're costly, number one, and number two, uh, their effectiveness is just not um, 
it's not really what it should be. Uh, so with edible, yeah. okay. So when you're saying edibles, what kind of edibles are you talking about? Are you talking about like like cookies or brownies? What are you talking about? I don't even offer those. For for both, you know, for most most health conscious people, the last thing they want to do is put anything that has that much sugar or or uh, anything. Like okay, so are yeah. there are there edibles that are not those? Like for example, maybe part of like a fruit bar or maybe like a protein. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody has made it already. I don't know the commercial viability of it, uh, how successful it may have been. But okay, so if you if if you're not really comfortable with edibles, no, you don't really you don't really recommend them. No, it's not about my comfort level. It's that I I have tested them. I have seen how you know their their that their effective effectiveness is not where I would like them to be especially when we're looking at, you know, cost versus benefit ratio. If you're going to pay that much for gummies, they damn well better be very highly effective. And when we consider what, how CBD is as a, uh, as a compound, generally it's oil form. And then if it's infused in a gummy, well, oils don't blend into the body very well where it doesn't absorb. I mean, oil, water, the absorption rates are very low. This is another reason why Acceptol as a, as a company and product and formula is that much more um, effective is uh, they have figured out something that a lot of companies haven't. Uh, and at some point, I know that they're going to be licensing out their formula to very large brands because uh, it's going to be commercially known. Their stuff is the best, highest absorption rates, but in a gummy form, yeah, a five, 10 milligram gummy, if you eat that, well, you're lucky if you're even getting a fraction, you know, a third of the milligrams, because most of it's just digested. Um, and very little of the CBD content is actually absorbed so that you're getting the, uh, the benefits out of it. So, you, you know, you can spend 10 bucks on five pieces or six pieces. You can eat all of them. And they're going to probably taste great, but do absolutely nothing. I, they they may work a little bit, but I'm you know I'm not in this to help you get a little bit of results. I want to see quantifiable results in how you're feeling, how you know what are you reducing your symptom levels, uh, improving your quality of life, uh, your productivity levels, your your overall like sleep health, all of it. Like that's, that's what I've always cared about. I've, I've seen that edibles don't seem to bring that much uh, value to the table. So I don't, you know, I don't carry them. I don't care about them. I know that uh, viability wise, they're great commercially. People will spend money on them. I don't participate. I, I'm sure I can make money so, selling them. Yeah. I mean, one other thing I was interested in is you brought up tinctures. Right. Oh. Okay, do, do you sell them or you don't? Tinctures? No, no, I don't. I mean, tinctures for some of the products I've seen out there uh, would be topical, topical tinctures. Um, to, again, absorption rate is very low and they're oil-based. So they're generally very sticky. Uh, you know, they don't dissolve very well onto the skin. Um, and not, not a whole lot of benefit. They still work. 
they just don't work as well. So it it doesn't seem like a a great place to spend money as a retailer and investor, and of course, as a as a consumer. I I can't see putting money into this if it works a little bit, but I need to use it all the damn time. Then it becomes very very expensive and thus not worth my money anymore. So you're saying that if somebody's looking for a topical, just stick with regular topicals. Don't go with topical tinctures. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, don't go with topical tinctures. In fact, most of the most of the topicals out there are pretty much oil based. They don't work. They don't work as well as they should. They work. They just don't work as well as they should. Hence, why when your mom needed it, I turned her on to that one product. I could have offered her three other instances of products. I didn't. I wasn't going to waste her time with those products. So. Yeah. I mean, look, this is, this is important. I mean, we're going over what's available on the market and kind of having that idea, you know, lastly, the other one you mentioned was sublingual oils, which literally means under the tongue. <laughs> a, fan, a fancy way of fancy. It, yes. So what is, um, from your experience, what is your experience with sublingual oils? Um, some of the first like iterations of products, they, they, that's what we saw come onto the market first. Um, and, uh, it's effective, but you need pretty high, like high concentrations of it. Again, it's oil. The absorption is fairly, fairly low. You get a, you know, you get about a third or half of what, you know, whatever it says per dose. Uh, but it does work. I mean, to this day, I still use sublingual personally. I still do use it. Uh, but I do use a lot of it. So on average, I'm taking like 40, 50 milligrams per dose. The average person may take 15 or 20. I'm taking almost three times more because I know that um, in order for it to work, that's how much I need. Um, And I do use a thousand milligrams. Some people will use less and they find benefits. So that comes back to the obvious point that the biology, your needs are going to vary. You'll need to experiment. Um, going stronger is, uh, as a general rule of thumb, going stronger will always make more sense. You'll spend a little bit more, but it's going to work a lot better. The concentrations are higher. You're going to find that um, you're going to find that you'll use it less as it builds up in your uh, in your endocannabinoid system as it. Uh, goes into the, the next day's cycle. If you use it less, that's a good thing. You paid a little bit more, but uh, using it less means you're getting much more value out of the bottle. Yeah. Um, and then you got to figure out your doses. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to, th- that's, that's the thing that we have to f- find out right now is how do I determine dosing? This is something that definitely depends on a person's needs and biology overall. You would need to answer some of the earlier questions to narrow down the strength of concentration, like you were just mentioning, of CBD per bottle. That would mostly likely bring the desired results and the best value terms of money spent. So like you're saying is getting that higher level will help you in the long run because you're getting the appropriate amount of dosage you need out of the bottle instead of going with a lower one. You know, like, for example, if you deal with, okay, 
with mild social anxiety and your scale of anxiety measures a three out of a 10 per day or occasion, then 100 milligrams to 200 milligram product with an average dose of 10 milligrams to 50 milligrams may work perfectly. Perfectly. If another person with the same situation but higher intensity on the scale, for example, 7 out of 10 per day or occasion, then they may need something like a 500 milligram to a wow to a thousand milligram product that provide 20 to 30 milligram dose per use. So that is your approach. Your approach is kind of weighing in your problem you're having. I think it's a good idea for people to have do a one to 10 scale of the issue you're having. You know, your arthritis, how does it feel? Is it a five? Is it a seven? Is it an eight? Uh, your anxiety, like you're just mentioning, like, is it a three out of a 10? Is it an eight out of a 10? And then from there, determining that the higher dose will be better because even though it may seem strong, you'd be taking less because you're getting that, like you said, that mention in between 500 to 1,000 uh, milligrams is you're getting like 20 to 30. So do you feel that is the correct approach to go with this in regards to dosage? I've done it for 10 years. Yeah. It's, um, I'd say easily nine out of 10 people always come back and say, thank you. That was the right, that was the, that was the right approach. Um, nine out of 10 people come back and thank me because I told them to take notes in their smartphone. Um, because they realized that, uh, taking the notes helped them quantify how well it's working. If you don't take notes and you're just taking it, how are you going to know if this is working or not working um, so that you can determine that where you invested your money was well worth it? You, you need to take the notes, you need to follow the regimen, and you need to be consistent. So after I've spent 30 minutes with you, when you find me on the internet and you say, I, I want to come to this place because, um, you know, Arc Smoke Shop knows what they're talking about. Well, you know, take, you know, take it seriously. There's a reason why I spent 30 minutes with you. Uh, you know, I want to make sure you're getting the right um, information, the right product, the right application, the right dosing um, and the right advice. So that way, whatever you are spending with me, you get the value out of it. It's, yes. uh, you know, like anywhere else you walk into, no one's spending 30 minutes with you. Number one, number two, they don't necessarily always want to answer questions because either they don't know what they're talking about or they're afraid they might say something that suggests as if you're trying to treat cure or, you know, eliminate cancer or something. Um, yeah. And so people are, you know, some retailers are on edge about that. Um, but overall it, it is the best approach you can take is answer these questions first before you, you know, walk into a place, ask plenty of questions to make sure nobody's bullshitting you on the products. Um, and they do know what they're talking about. And then of course, find a choice, make a choice about what you would like to use the application, um, figure out where you lie on the scale. And I stress it to everybody. If you're in deep chronic pain from injury, car accident, things of this nature, like this may not be right for you. You need pain medication, something that's going to block those pain receptors. And 
though a lot of people may not want to hear that, that could be very well the reality. If you're dealing with chronic pain and it's going to be for the rest of your life. This I mean, is, I mean, this is just the reality of <clears throat> life. There's limitations to a lot of things. You know, uh, the answer to full natural healing, that's great if you want to die of malaria. going to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, like people will get angry. Yeah, I mean, like people get angry, you know, this whole thing like, oh, what do we need to vaccinate our kids? I believe in vaccines. I think vaccines are very effective. I mean, they're very helpful. I don't believe shoving kids with 32 vaccines, which is required, believe it or not, was required here in the East Coast where I'm in. 32 vaccines. In what time frame? Uh, 11 years. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty high. But, uh, you know, that's the problem with pharmacology is that uh, they'll tell you you need something even if um, you may not because it's somebody's pushing it. I mean, there's certain I mean, there's certain vaccines that are very important. I I totally agree. Hepatitis. Nobody wants hepatitis. I promise you. (laughs) I promise you it's a horrible disease and you do not want to die from it. uh, what, what is another one we get? Uh, tetanus, hepatitis, tetanus, flu. Oh, flu is an oh, dude. Flu is horrible. But the thing is, is that cannabis and CBD will not protect you from the flu. I'm sorry. But that's I mean, just. But let's keep in mind, though, um, as, as we dive in deeper into like the research, CBD is showing that it can be a. Uh, an immune booster. Um, yes. That, 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 but an immune booster and a vaccine are different. An immune mm-hmm. booster, which is something people need to work on right now during the pandemic, which is weird. The vaccine's great. However, you do need other things to protect yourself. If you don't exercise, if you don't have that immune, you know, that immune booster where, you know, you build up <clears throat> immunity towards different things you're going to die from the disease as many needles as you shove in your body. That's well, a re that's a reality. Yeah. Sorry but, people. But that's why I stress that too, is like, no, get your vaccines. It's not, you know, it's, it's not the worst idea. You should get vaccinated uh, whether it's for your kids or whether it's for yourself. I mean, um, but ultimately the way to keep your, body and your immune system healthy long term is to take care of yourself um, to the best of your ability eating better finding the right foods we've talked about superfoods before when uh, when david was on yeah thc you know, uh the thca is one of those avocados avocados you know, you yeah. know avocados are a superfood that's really cool i never knew that i mean yeah but i mean it's it, they're, they're out there i mean i hope they're co- absolutely accurate and correct about their research around these things and not just trying to sell more avocados by making these suggestions. I mean, avocado is very rich in natural fats. The very fatty, uh, I, is it a vegetable? Is it a vegetable? No, I think avocados might be a fruit. Fruit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows fruit or vegetable, whatever the case may be, but uh, it has those natural you know compounds to it that's the beauty about natural products 
And that's kind of the thing also with CBD is where it's an approach which we're not accustomed to. We're yeah. how do we know, you know, they're just, just selling more CBD. Like you're saying about the avocados, it's kind of the same thing. Like, how do you know that they're selling more CBD? But you can see what it actually is. I mean, there's a lot of research that you can read yeah. some really good research. You know, honestly, like if you're curious about getting into CBD, do some research online, you know, with the stuff that we've kind of talked about, you guys want to look into a little bit more, read an article about it, get an idea of what you're, you're dealing with. I promise you there's a full spectrum <laughs> article. There has to be just about full spectrum. And this is like three pages. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people talking about CBD, most of them trying to sell a product. But the, the but like research papers, those are those are the things you might want to be looking at. Just random articles, you know, they're just, they're going to fluff it. They're going to tell you that it's the best thing since sliced bread. But if you want to really understand it. You mean, you at, mean Wonder Bread? Yeah, like look at actual research papers um, on, uh, you know, scientists working on this, working on it for, uh, a decade they're gonna they're gonna be able to shed some light as to their findings uh random articles will just tell you that it's good that people are saying this and people are saying that um yeah where i come from i've spent 10 years in this space i'm basing all of my information on the data i've collected from helping thousands of people that is my go-to yeah, that is, that is where I've gotten all the information I have shared with you guys through this entire season. Yeah, it's, I mean, this has just been this has just been incredible. I mean, we've we, we're kind of been taking an, a different approach for each season and <clears throat> have our own uh, spin, you know, our own understanding and, and kind of give you that perspective from our own experience and what, what we know, because we're doing we're just giving you from our own eyes. Everyone has a different way of looking at these things. So, I mean, hopefully this can help you guys figure out exactly what kind of products you should be looking at, the dosages, what are the different labels like isolate, full spectrum, and broad spectrum. And let us know. Uh, We're going to be adding in questions and polls. This is a new Spotify feature we're very excited for. Uh, We're going to try to play around with this. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash lost in the groove. Uh, you guys can check us out at Jam Bam with Mike and Dave, which is our Patreon only podcast. The Shindig Variety Show, which is our YouTube based podcast, which we're really excited for. Uh, and we pretty much post every single day and you can find us anywhere. Have a great day, guys. 